In today's episode of the Manufacturer Podcast, New Year News, a positive look ahead from UK industry, plenty of deserved recognition in the New Year's Honours list, and a plane that nearly fell apart in the air. There's also good news for our eager event goers, plenty to look forward to will lay out this year's events calendar. That's all to come and more in this, the first episode of 2024. Hello, listener, and Happy New Year and all that. Welcome back to the Manufacturer Podcast. We're back for another year. I'm joined once again by our editor, Joe Bush. Hello, Tom. And our international reporter, James Devonshire. Hello, Tom. Oh, gents, it's good to be back. And I I know we got all sad about Lana leaving in the last episode of, of last year, but it suddenly occurred to me that this is the first time ever on the podcast that uh, the Bab brothers have converged, just the three of us. I was thinking that, yeah, that Goldilocks has left the building and it's left with the three bears. Three bastards. The three-headed, <laughs> voracious Donna munchers. Donna never listened to the podcast anyway because she hated the sound of her own voice. So, you know. Oh, yeah, do you think like Lana's actually going to listen to the podcast now? Hi, Lana. Hi, Lana. Uh, no, I assume maybe not, to be fair. She's got better stuff to do now. Um, New Year news, like I say. Uh, we've had, um, uh, we've had a, a, a few stories, a few interesting bits of news on the website in the sort of week and a half or so, but we've been back behind our news desks. And some positive news as well, thankfully, while the outlook in recent starts of the year has been a kind of bleary-eyed hungover, anxious look out the window. A survey conducted by Make UK and PwC in November reveals that actually manufacturers are entering 2024 with increased optimism. Companies are more confident about sector prospects. Majority of manufacturers see the UK as a more competitive place to locate compared to a year ago. Manufacturers see themselves moving ahead of their European rivals. There's opportunities coming from new products, digital technologies and expansion into new markets. That hasn't changed. Um, But also what hasn't changed is the concerns around the access to skills, increasing energy and employment costs. All of that stuff continues. The story got a lot of social media traction, didn't it, James? We've on like over 100,000 views on this or something. Uh, Yeah, tweet I sent. It's now it's up to 142,000 views, actually. Um, it, yeah, it gained some really good traction. It was retweeted by the Chancellor um, and a few and a number of pro-Brexit groups. Um, so yeah, it did gain a lot of traction. Yeah, Jeremy Hunt got on it. Yeah, Kuching, Chancellor of the Exchequer. Um, yeah, you, you pointed out the you have some of the people that, that shared it and it's just reiterated it is it is good news it's great to see that, that manufacturers are showing us some optimism but we should just bring it back down to earth and say it is just the findings of of a survey we can't really say exactly. that 2024 will be any better than previous years until the year actually plays out until we get some actual figures and we certainly can't support the claims as you say james of of pro-Brexiteers saying that this is the green shoots of Brexit. That's also a bit premature. And actually, the existing information that we have on Brexit's impact on UK manufacturing so far is almost entirely negative. Companies tell us that regularly uh, Brexit has been a a real headache for them. Jeremy Hunt, I should point out, uh, didn't try to to claim it was a vindication of the decision to leave the EU. He put it down to the super deduction 
saying that it was uh, when that was since that's been introduced for UK has had the second highest investment growth in G7 and three times that of the US. So so that's all good. Yeah, I think 2024 is going to be a good year for manufacturing, although there are a lot of potential speed bumps, let's call them obstacles on the horizon uh, and high energy costs, political instability, uh, supply chain disruption, um, China, Taiwan, the Red Sea crisis. There's a lot of stuff that could potentially go wrong. Yeah, that's certainly occupying quite a lot of column inches at the moment. The, um, As you said, James, the, the, the situation in the Red Sea with the um, those rebel attacks on, on uh, commercial shipping and shipping yeah. routes being rerouted around the Cape of Good Hope and things like that, which are going to impact manufacturers uh, eventually, especially those that are operating on a just-in-time sort of business model. Um, you know, there's going to be there's going to be lead times impacted there for sure. Yeah, and plus shipping costs are, are extortionate. And right costs, now. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't. I read read an article this morning about. Um, can't remember the exact figure off the top of my head, but the um, the additional cost of rerouting a container ship round the Cape of Good Hope via uh, instead of via the Suez Canal is astronomical. So yeah, those those costs are going to be felt by manufacturers, no doubt, and and delays. We also saw some nice news following the announcement of the New Year's Honours list for 2024. Um, marks the achievements of uh, and services of extraordinary people across the UK. And really great to see when James posted this story to the website over Christmas that uh, manufacturing and engineering was well represented, as it often is, so much so that we're actually concerned that we may have miss some people from the list um, i think we've we've covered them um, but the list recognizes people who have made achievements in public life and committed themselves to serving and helping uh, the uk you can uh, go onto the website and, and see that list in full i just wanted to pull out a few names uh, that we uh, well friends of ours people that we've covered people that we've spoken to uh, Anne jessup the chief executive officer of the royal mint um, that was for services to industry um, and to the financial sector. Charles Woodburn from BAE Systems, uh, services to international trade and skills, and also from BAE Systems. Uh, Johnny Morton received a CBE following a distinguished career in the Royal Air Force. Elsewhere, CBEs for the likes of uh, Rowan Crozier, Chief Executive Officer of Stamping and Tooling Specialist, Brandauer based in Birmingham for services to manufacturing and enterprise. David Short also on the list for services to military capability, recently retired uh, from his role as Group Technology Director at BAE Systems. Then Katrina Mary Robertson Schmolk, Chief Executive Officer of Charlie Five and Vice President of the Royal Academy of Engineering. And Anita Davenport-Brooks, former Yay. Group Human Resource Yay. Manager at Lander Tubular Products. Yeah, we love Anita. Uh, she was on the list of services uh, to further education and skills, and she was awarded a BEM for that. So, yeah, just a few names there. Like I say, um, full list on the manufacturer.com. Uh, but congrats to all of those people and, and everyone else for... Um, for being named on the New Year's Honours. It's fantastic to see that the sector was so well recognised. Uh, we love that and great to see some names from people that we've spoken to over the last few years. Very, very well deserved. Yeah, and, and on that, Tom, just a little little trivial tidbit for you. Anne Jessup, who, the Royal Mint CEO, 
She is the Royalment's first female leader in 1100 years. It's a long oh. time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, when she started that's in 2018. Yeah, when she started in 2018, she became the Royalment's first female leader in 1100 years. Yeah, I think I remember them when we covered them uh, last year sometime. Aren't they one of one of, if not the oldest company in the country or something, something like that? Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. 1100 years is quite a long history, isn't it? Yeah, imagine their pension scheme. (laughs) 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 Away from the UK as well for just a second. What about that plane? Well, this has made international news, right? The plane, a bit of its side fell off in midair. What the... F- I mean... That's came... done nothing to allay my fears of flying. I uh, know, oh, man. And also, I've, I've, maybe I've watched too many films, uh, but I thought once once there was any kind of hole in a plane fuselage because of the depressurization, I thought, like, people would be sucked out and things well i mean yes absolutely certainly what happened in goldfinger absolutely me too um but the plane was only flying at around sixteen thousand feet so so that means that the the cabin depressurization would have been a lot less violent compared to if the plane was higher yeah so so that was also climbing it was it just taken off it is just so people would have had seatbelts on again wear your seatbelt all the time when you're in a plane because you don't know when a, a dodgy door's going to fly off. Well, this is the thing as well. So, so the, the official line was that uh, an emergency exit door had blew out, but I've seen videos and it and it just looks like it looks like a window. But there was a seat next to it. There was a seat next to it, and nobody was sat. Thankfully, nobody was sat next to that the, the, the bit that came apart. From from what I understand. I've done some research. It's like an it's like a, a hidden emergency exit. So it is actually an emergency yeah. exit door, but it's behind panels, and you wouldn't know that there's a door there if you were just sat on the plane. It's like one of the ones that comes into play in really bad scenarios, um, mm. or just blows out when you're taking off. <clears throat> so yeah, it, oh, yeah. It, it is a kind of door, and I think yeah, without there's going to be a there there is already a massive investigation the FAA, the FAA mm. is already grounded 170 Boeing 737 Max 9 jets as a result um but I think it, it hopefully it'll be quite a quick investigation um and, and I think Boeing have also basically put their hands up I saw yesterday or this morning um to say yeah absolutely not acceptable safety is the highest priority obviously mm. and they they've put it down to a a weak link in the supply chain so yeah. let, we we shall see. Mm. God, could you imagine yeah. being in sat in that row? No. Yeah. Ugh. I'm I'm scared of flying anyway, but yeah. 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 Horrendous. Yeah, the plane took off from Portland International Airport in Oregon. This was I think last Friday night. Now, it was on its way to Ontario in California, and uh, and yeah, like James says, shortly after it it took off, uh, a bit of it just fell off, essentially leaving the pilot no choice but to return to Portland and, and make, a, make an emergency landing. We are recording this on Wednesday morning. This is going to reach your ears by Friday, listeners. So uh, who knows, there might be a little bit more information on this by then. There might be uh, further statements um, about exactly uh, what happened and, and why it happened. Did any of you see the, 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 the videos on social media, particularly Twitter? I, I'm, a, I'm a big Twitter user. 
and there's just like people sat in their seats filming this gaping yeah. hole in the side of the yeah, plane, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, no, that's not doing anything for my fear of flying whatsoever. Sorry. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen stills, but I've not seen, I've not seen any video yeah, footage. I, yeah. I kind of, I kind of don't really want to. No. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, I, I have, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> scary stuff. Now let's take a look ahead to our exciting events calendar of 2024. No one company or no one person has sort of monopoly on innovation and great ideas. Everybody is doing such amazing stuff. I'm not fully on board with full digitalisation. I think that people are fundamental to digital transformation. Looking around us, I mean, there's a real buzz here, isn't there? Collaboration is key, right? If we can solve it in the physical world, it's much more expensive than if we can solve it in the digital world first. I'm quite passionate about promoting women in engineering um, and diversity and inclusion as a whole. I am absolutely thrilled to be here tonight. It's a really special night, the Manufacturing Award. Absolutely buzzing. I'm literally shaking. Uh, such a great feeling, honestly, it's amazing. Manufacturer of the Year? Sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds good. Smart Manufacturing and Engineering Week is the big one this year. Last year it was Manufacturing and Engineering Week, but we've stuck smart on the front of it for this year, and it's going to incorporate Smew. a series. Smew, yeah, exactly. Smew. It's going to incorporate a series of of live events over three days at the NEC in Birmingham. So as part of that, we have Design and Engineering Expo, Driving Controls, Fluid Power and Systems, as well as AirTech, MainTech, and of course, back for another year, it's Smart Factory Expo. Oh, We're also running... What? Oh. What? Sorry, 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 sorry. We've got, a, we've got a rogue Bengal cat that comes into our garden and tries to kill the birds that is feeding on our bird feeder right outside the window so we scare him away he's a nice cat but he's a murderous little bastard well 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 they are no 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 they are they are though aren't they they are they're horrible yeah 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 100 percent, 100 percent. the uh the best um analogy i've i'd ever heard about cats and dogs was a couple of years ago when someone said if a dog was the same size as you he'd be your best friend if a cat was the same size as you, he'd eat you. Yeah, he would. Well, and he wouldn't just eat you. He'd, he'd, he'd sort of, he'd pour at you, and he'd half kill you. Then he'd play with you. Then he'd rip one of your legs off, and he, you'd be, you'd be crying for, you'd be, because they play with the food, don't they? They play. With... He taught you first. Yeah, he taught you first. We, we, we've got a stray cat. We've got a stray cat that comes into our house, and I think there's another phrase as well, like cats. Basically, you don't, you don't choose a cat. A cat chooses you. And this cat mm. just comes. We don't feed it. I've told my kids not to feed it or anything, but it comes in every day, and it's just a pain in the ass. And my and my kids have nicknamed it Pablo, <laughs> which which I thought was which I thought was nice. Sorry, yeah, Tom, I mean, I no, no, no. Yeah, it's that's right. Let's um, let's uh, yeah. Where were we? Yeah. So um, we have as part of SMU, uh, Design and Engineering Expo, Drives and Controls, Fluid Power and systems as well as air tech main tech and of course back for another year smart factory expo we're also running three summits as part of the week summits that you'd usually see dotted through the year they're all coming under one roof for 2024 we've got our industrial data summit our manufacturing automation and robotics summit 
and Manufacturing Digitalization Summit. All these events make up SME Week or SMU or whatever we're going to call it and will take place from the 4th to the 6th of June. Keep your eyes out for early access to um, all of that. Uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And, um, and, and it's, it's going to be fun as it always is. And uh, James is going to fly over for, for a kebab. Uh, I, would, I would hope anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the highlight, the highlight of SMU for me. Wonderful, and we'll be back in Liverpool later on in the year in November for. Oh, actually, oh, sorry, I've, I've completely forgot. Of course, our top 100 is going to run as well during. It certainly is, uh, of course. Yeah, how could we forget? Yeah, during SMU. So, so yeah, the top 100 ceremony uh, will be back in June again. Uh, then later on in the year in Liverpool. Uh, we will be returning for the Manufacturer Live. We're going to be running the Manufacturing Leaders Summit there and our Manufacturer MX Awards. That feels like long in the distance. Before any of that, or before even uh, SMU, we've got our first webinar of 2024, because uh, webinars are back in vogue for this year. On oh, the 24th of January, they are, back. they are so back. I've never seen anything backer in my life. Um, <laughs> we've got uh, on the 24th of January... 11 a.m., we have a session entitled The Cost to Opportunity, the Benefits of Energy Flexibility in Manufacturing. So this is going to be a jargon-free, straight-talking introduction to how your business can benefit from participating in energy flexibility programs. Hear from other business leaders about how energy flexibility has become an integral part of their cost management and decarbonisation strategies. I'm going to be hosting this one along with our partners at NLX. Their team will also be on hand to answer any questions that you may have. The link to register to that webinar is in the description to this podcast episode. So get yourself on that. And we very much look forward to seeing you at our events this year. For 2024, we're reintroducing Made by a Moron. Made by a moron. I mean, that Boeing 737 MAX 9 was made by a bit of a moron, right? Um, look, for anyone that's not familiar with, with this, um, Boeing 737s don't get on this list, right? The Boeing 737 is, of course, a, a phenomenal feat of engineering. The plane is, is a phenomenal feat of engineering from, from mankind. What gets on this list is the... Um, the, the sort of the, the, the little things, the kind of the, the little products, the sort of legacy products, the, the outdated kind of bits and bobs that, that I don't know, that, you know, get on our nerves. Um, we had the likes of uh, food waste bin bags from last year. We had uh, Christmas hats that uh, come out of Christmas crackers. We had, we had Christmas crackers generally, I think, didn't we, toward the end of last year. It, it, it's the kind of, it, it's the little, you know, it, it's the little... Um, Shit things, for want of a better term. Anybody? Um, was it? Was there any new uh, festive made by morons that, that cropped up over Christmas that we perhaps didn't mention in the Christmas episode before? I think we we kind of put a blanket cover over Christmas tat, really, didn't we? I'm I'm just trying to think if there was if there was anything else. Um, yeah, I actually I actually don't have one up my sleeve. The plane the plane incident was just a. Was was just a hitch on an otherwise, you know, very well maintained, you know, product. Let's not forget as well, right, that 
it just highlights sorry going off on a tangent it just highlights how amazing the kind of emergency protocols and things are on these planes i mean this thing's taking off right a door whatever it is blows out the side there's a massive hole in the fuselage depressurization bits of the chair mm. by the by the hole get ripped out and go they get sucked out the plane yet the the pilot just goes oh big hole in the back end mm. better do a better go back around i suppose and put it down do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Big, big, massive respect to the pilot and yeah, oh, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and everything. So, I, I, I yeah. know a chap who's part of cabin crew at, at British Airways, and he, he said that they have regular um, exams that are very, very tough, and the and the the pass threshold is very, very high when they, you know, the sort of knowing how each plane works and the different nuances between it, different models, knowing where certain emergency equipment is on different models, because obviously every every model is different and it's very, very stringent, those exams. And, um, mm. you know, if, and if you fail them, it's kind of almost like you're out in your ear, you know. Mm. Mm. I, I tell you, I tell you what also isn't made by a moron is I got given this again, a, a terrible, I'm kind of holding up something that listener you can't see but the boys on 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 the call it's a viking drinking horn how good is that spectacular that's, that's, have yeah, you used it not yet? made by a moron no that's... not no i haven't yet it's made by a legend it's made yeah it's made by a hero it's um, have, have you drunk out of it yet tom not yet not yet not yet i'm kind of, I, I don't know what i don't know really kind of what to drink out of it there's a bar in york city center called valhalla and they used to sell them. They used to let you used to be able to buy one and, you know, just keep it in the pub and, and drink out of it. But I think since COVID, um, they don't sell them anymore. But if if you've got one, you're allowed to go in and, and they'll fill it up for you. Do you um, have a do you have a holder? Is there a holder uh, that you can otherwise you've got to carry it around constantly, haven't you? Yeah, that yeah, that's the only thing. You've got to carry it around with you. But also I kinda of don't mind because there's a there's a nice little the bottom of it is easy to grip. Can I make a suggestion? If you when you when you christen it, yeah, I would go for maybe half a bottle of Blue Nun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Baby Sham maybe. Oh, I was going to say Baby Sham. <laughs> baby Sham. On on that theme, Tom, this is something that might interest you as well. I was going to uh, ask about whether anyone, because usually people are playing charades or Pictionary or pie face or some sort of pile of games over the christmas period and we got introduced with this uh, over christmas which i'm going to hold up again which is completely pointless for the listener this is i think you pronounce it nefertafel a viking board game it's it's essentially viking chess oh it's it's kind of like a it's easier to learn and easier to play than chess but it's kind of like a a mashup between chess drafts and solitaire very simple and frighteningly addictive. With I recommend it. With a bit of pillaging as well. Yeah, you're, there's a basically you you either play you either play the attackers or the defenders, and the, if you're the defenders, your mission is to essentially protect your king and get him get him to safety. And if you're the attackers, you're essentially your 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 modus operandi is to capture the king. Um, and it's yeah, it's very and and it's like, whereas you can tell pretty at a certain point if you're playing drafts or chess you tell that you can tell pretty early doors if you're going to lose with this it's kind of like you think you've got the king cornered and all of a sudden he can escape and get to safety and then you've lost the game it's a very very addictive and very very annoying um but i, re- I recommend it 
Nice. We're not doing very well on Made by a Moron here. I, I, I've actually got one. I've actually got one. Go on, then. Go on. Go on. I've got a Made by a Moron. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to broadcast this, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw my wife in there. <laughs> no, because now this this is through her own admission she came into the lounge a couple of weeks ago over christmas and she said i just feel like i've been part of a mr bean sketch so she's gone out and she'd gone out into the kitchen to open a bottle of wine just trying to extract the cork from the wine the cork the cork broke in half so she's got half of the cork stuck in the neck of the bottle oh i hate that yeah so then she's She's thinking, well, if I try and get the cork out, it's just going to disintegrate more. So she's pushed the cork, the remaining half of the cork, down into the bottle. So now the cork's in the bottle. But, of course, there's now shards of cork stuck in the inside of the neck of the bottle. So then she's put her finger into the neck of the bottle to try and retrieve said pieces of cork, then proceeded to get her finger stuck in the bottle neck of the bottle. She's in, in the kitchen grappling with a, with her finger stuck in a bottle of full red wine. She's finally oh, managed to get it out, man. but then all the cork crap is still in the bottle. So she's then had to decant the bottle of red wine through uh, uh, a sieve to sieve out all the pieces of cork. She decanted the red wine into like an empty bottle of Coke or something. So that was that was quite a that was quite a long-winded and convoluted palaver over 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 just opening a bottle of wine. Was is, it a good wine? We, I was about to say yeah. And is it okay? Was I, it I was it? I was beyond. I, I think I'd gone to bed by the time she got it open. <laughs> it was ready to drink, to be honest. I, I well, I'm gonna keep. I'm not, I'm gonna broadcast it, but um, I, I I cannot um, I cannot support the idea that your wife, your own wife, was made by a moron. I'm afraid. So, perhaps just as well. That one might not make the list. That can um, it, there is such a, a ter- there is such a thing as corked wine, isn't there? Where like the wine has a chemical reaction with with the cork if it comes into contact with it and completely ruins it. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it's. I think there's a misconception to think about where that people think a corked wine is when corks got into the wine. No. I, as I understand it, I think it's something to do with the the airtight seal in a yeah. traditional okay. cork not yeah. working and the, and the oxygen is able to get into the wine and spoil it i think that's what's meant by cork corked wine that that sounds yeah that sounds more feasible yeah well god thanks for clearing that up because because um, <laughs> now, now we, we know, know. And um, now, you know, listener, we're going to end it there. Uh, We have a fantastic, uh, not quite curated, but fantastic looking um, calendar of podcast episodes coming up for you. We have um, SMNE Week themed uh, series. We have our usual series sponsored as well this year coming up on the likes of people and skills, sustainability, technology, all that good stuff. We hope to have you on board for that throughout the year. Um, until the next episode, not quite sure when that's going to be. Do keep your eyes peeled. But until then, take care and uh, we will see you soon. Bye bye. Say bye bye. Oh, sorry. Bye-bye. Bye all. <laughs>